It's time to get your geek on. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek. Here is your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Hey everyone, this is Todd. I am the 206 Geek, and you know what? Um, I'm actually just trying to pull up what episode we're on because I forgot. Um, we are on episode 49. 49 episodes uh, since I restarted the podcast. I've been doing this podcast for six, six and a half years now, almost six and a half. But um, this year I decided, or late last year, I decided to kind of reboot and start over because the original podcast uh, was me and uh, another gentleman, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to give any names because, you know, if you want to find out who he is, you can listen to the classic episodes on the website. Um, I, I, he's no longer in my life. We're not friends anymore. So I'm going to leave it at that. But there are a lot of things to talk about today. Um, let's see here. Some of the things we're talking about. The creator of Men in the High Castle is bringing a Warhammer 40k to live action. That's going to be cool. Apparently Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith are, I guess they're reuniting on Twitter. We'll find out more about that here in a minute. And Flash Season 6 Big Bad has not been, has not been referenced on the show before. And then we have Lil Nas X is offering to perform at the Area 51 raid. Which, at the, and there's another story about that that I'm also going to talk about, which is it's now to 1.5 million people are down to do this. We'll talk about that more here in a minute. And, uh, <laughs> um, we have photos, um, from the, the next update or the next seasons of the Arrowverse, that's Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, um, and Supergirl. And then adding to that is going to be Batwoman. So I'm, I I haven't looked at these yet. I'm going to be looking at them as I start talking about it. And the next thing we have here to talk about today is Keegan-Michael Key is ready for a Key and Peele movie. So that would be cool. I don't know about you guys, but I dug Key and Peele, so... Uh, I thought it was a funny show. Young Justice Outsiders has been hiding a secret message in its episode titles. And then, yeah, that's those are the things I'm going to talk about today. Also, while I'm talking about Kevin Smith, um, every week I listen to his podcast, um, Hollywood Babylon, and at er- the end of every episode, they pl- uh, they do a bit called... Um, well, they do a bit about Liam Neeson's cock. Liam Neeson apparently is is uh, rumored to have uh, a very large um, member. So, yeah. And uh, they do these jokes. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It's so big that blah, blah, blah. So, they read off these things at the end of every episode. Well, at the end of... This last episode, let me see, which episode was that? Let me pull up my phone and my podcast app. Episode 353 from June 28th. So, yeah, if you listen to that episode, you'll hear the clip I'm going to play here in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that that's what we got going on today. So... The first story here is the creator from 
uh, Man in the High Castle, which is a show that's on Amazon Prime. If you've never seen it, or if you don't have Amazon Prime, you might like it. I guess it really depends on what kind of stuff you like to watch. It is basically, the show is this. What if we lost, I think it's World War II was, forgive me if I, if my, my, my knowledge of history and wars and stuff were incorrect. I believe World War Two was uh, Japanese and World War One. I, I believe was the Germans. Either way, doesn't matter. It does matter, but I don't. Re- I don't really pay attention to that kind of thing. So my knowledge of it is is stupid, clearly. Um, and uh, the show is uh, is about what if. We lost those wars. What if the East Coast is controlled by um, the Germans and the West Coast is controlled by the Japanese? And like the Midwest is kind of a no man's land, kind of a yeah. So it's it's an interesting show. I I watched like the first season of it, and uh, it was pretty good. And then I, a year, year year and a half later. Um, I tried watching season two because, and it was, it was later because I didn't have Amazon Prime for a while, and then I, then I got it again, so I wanted to go back and watch the next season, and I think I should rewatch from the very beginning of season one and try to go again, kind of refresh my memory on everything, but this guy that did that show is, is, uh, talking about bringing a Warhammer 40k to a live-action TV series. So, I mean, it's basically... Um, Warhammer, if I recall properly... And this is another thing that I don't know a lot about. I know I'm aware of Warhammer. I've never played. But I think the the people who fight... I don't think it's medieval. I think because it has tanks and stuff. So, it wouldn't be too much like... Um, 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 Boobs and Dragons, um, what the hell's the name of that show? I, and another show that I, I watched, like, one episode of and didn't really care for it, or got into it, um, um, I call it Boobs and Dragons because that's all it was to me. Um, anyways, that medieval show with, you know, lots of incest and dragons and lots of naked people and midgets and... Or little, excuse me, little people. I'm sorry. I apologize. I shouldn't say that word. Anyways, um, Game of Thrones. I knew I would remember eventually. Yeah. So it's. I, I thought maybe it was gonna be like Game of Thrones, but more steampunk and less medieval. So that that might be cool, actually. I think I'd probably watch it. I don't know if it would ever get me into playing the game, but I think it'd be interesting to watch. Uh, this is what it says here: the grim, dark future of the 41st millennium is coming to a live action television for the first time. The game the game's workshop has re, uh recruited the creator behind Amazon's Man in the High Castle adaptation, Frank uh Frank Spotnitz to do so. Uh Announced today by the war, the wardens of Warhammer 40K and the Warhammer Age of Sigmar tabletop gaming franchises that the vast multimedia empire of books, comics, games, and other adaptions behind them, Spotnik's Big Light Productions will helm a live-action TV show based around the character 
of Gregor Eisenhorn. Okay. Eisenhorn is, is, isn't just a giant armor-clad space marine that defends the human empire of, of, uh, of the glory 41st Millennium Warhammer 40,000 is set in. Instead, he's an inquisitor of the Ordo Xenos, uh, a, uh, a free-roaming agent of, uh, of the God Empire of Mankind that goes, uh, goes about hunting down the taint of demons <laughs> and the other alien influences from ha- humanity in its vast er- but ever-dwindling emporium. Wow. I definitely have to check out this show. This sounds interesting. I'm going to go ahead and share this story on on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that so you guys can check it out for yourself. Uh, see. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> Some of it sounds really silly. But that's because I don't know that much about the game. I know I know very little about it. I know that it's a tabletop game. It has little miniatures, and um, I know I had friends of mine who were really into it, and they'd spend lots and lots of money on miniatures, and then lots and lots and lots of money on paint and other things to paint the miniatures, so that when you play the game against other people who have similar miniatures you can distinguish theirs from yours and this game as i understand it is a is a a sponge for all your money it will take everything you got basically if you allow it to just like any other game these days i mean people spend sixty dollars on a game and then pay fifteen to twenty five dollars a month to play that game to me, that sounds stupid. I mean, if you buy the game, you should be able to play it and not have to, on top of throwing down $60, which to me is a lot of money. If I'm throwing down 60 bucks, I want to be able to take the game home, play it until I'm bored of it, and then find a different game to play. I don't want to have to keep paying money to play it. Because then if I'm paying $15 a month to play it, I'm going to have to play it every fucking day. For me to get my money out of it. And I, that to me just seems like it's a waste of time and money. i got other things I'd rather do. Um, like podcasting for crying out loud. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't get that. But you know, hey, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't do it or you're dumb for doing it. I'm not saying that at all. I just don't get it. I, it's not something I would do. Um, and like I said, I am not judging anybody who does. I'm not. I don't, I mean, if you want to do that's fine. It's, it's cool. It, I just, it's not me. So. Oh, come on. I love it. Oh, there we go. I was going to say, I love it when I try to share something and, and the, the thing doesn't load up with the option to share to a page instead of my personal thing. I don't want to share it to my personal thing. Um, let's see here. Talking about... Oh, come on. Talking... About this... On the... Next episode... Of the podcast. Stay tuned. 
You get to hear me type and everything, folks. How cool is that, right? Wow. <laughs> I'm actually in a really good mood today. I went and saw Spider-Man Far From Home. That's probably another thing I should t- talk about on today's episode. Um, I really dug... Actually, I'll talk about it now while I'm thinking about it, to be honest. Because otherwise I'll forget and I won't know what to, you know. Um, so I saw it today, thanks to my my AMC A list membership. And if and this is not a this they're not a they're not a a uh, um they're not paying me to say this. I just I I really I like going to see movies, and if I can see as many movies as possible without spending ungodly amounts of money seeing them, I'll do it. And AMC A-List is basically a subscription-based service with the AMC Theaters. $20 a month. And it allows you to see three movies a week. Three a week. So you watch two movies, that is that pays for the whole month, if you think about it. Considering the average movies between, what, like 10 and 15 bucks if you see a 3D movie or whatever. So... Two movies a month, and the rest of the movies you you see that month are basically for free. So twenty dollars a month and three movies a week. There's no there's no limitations to um, what kind of movie you can see. You're not limited. You can't. They, there's no limitations to seeing three D. You can see three D if you want. In fact, I saw Spider Man in three D today, and, and I don't normally see three D movies because a lot of times all they're doing is adding depth perception to a scene that doesn't need it. <laughs> I don't need to know that Spider-Man is standing 10 feet away from the wall that he's standing in front of. It's just, to me, that's one of the reasons why I don't like 3D uh, in in most movies. Now, um, this movie had some pretty cool 3D sequences. I mean, they had those scenes too, mind you. I'm not going to say they don't, because it totally did. <laughs> um... <laughs> And at one point, because there was a, com- a conversation between Jake Gyllenhaal and um, mm, Tom Holland, I had to think for a second, but, so Mysterio and Spider-Man, and when they were talking, depending on who was talking, the camera would focus on that person's face, and when I took my 3D glasses off, whoever was talking, their face w- was not blurry, but everything around it was, so it kind of gave that kind of depth to the scene when it, it was focusing on that person's face. So it, it was almost like that person's face was like, not really jumping out at you, but in, have you ever seen like a photo where everything in the background is kind of blurred out and everything is focused on just the one thing? It was, it's like that, but not that. You know, I, and what I mean is that everything, and if it feels like, you can tell how far away Tom Holland is from the person standing behind him or the wall just to his right. And then when it would switch back to Jake Gyllenhaal, when he was talking, would do that with the people behind him or in front of him or whatever. And But the scenes that were really cool with the 3D were like the fight scenes towards the end. Or any of the fight sequences, honestly. Anytime Spider-Man's jumping around and doing his thing... It's like watching a video game. There's, it's incredible. Um, lots of funny scenes. There's a few. There's a few jokes. I'm like, really, come on. 
this is supposed to be a this is supposed to be a good movie. I I think what it is is I. It's not that the movie sucked. It's it it it's actually a great movie. I think the jokes that I I, I found kind of dumb or shouldn't have been there. It's probably because of uh, the character being awkward, and personally. I think if I was in that situation, I would not say or do those things. And it bugs me to see somebody else doing those things when they're that awkward. Yeah, I hope you guys understand what I mean. It's it's not that it was a terrible scene. It was just like, if I put myself in his position, I would be like, my anxiety would be off the fucking charts. Um, but yeah, overall, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give that movie a 10. Um, overall, like I said, there's some scenes I, I I was like, come on, really? Do we do we need to do that? But uh, the, the the scenes the scenes where his best friend Ned um, starts dating the girl he's sitting next to on the plane ride to wherever it was they were going. You know, at this point, I I'm gonna probably talk a little bit about the story, so. You know, where's that button? Where's the button? I have a button here for for these moments. There it is. Spoiler alert. All right, you've been warned. Um, if you haven't seen it, and I'm, I'm assuming everybody has because I was the only person in that theater today to see this movie. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah, so all the stuff with Ned and his new girlfriend were absolutely hilarious and stupid at the same time. Um... Just kind of he, he starts off the movie with like we're going to Europe. We should be bachelors. We should be trying to hook up with all kinds of European women, and then he's sitting next to this girl who's in his class because they're on a school trip to Europe. And by the end of the flight from the U.S. to Europe, they become boyfriend and girlfriend. And they're like, "Oh dear, honey, boo!" All that stuff was sickening. That's one of the things I had an issue with was just a sickening amount of of PDA that those two had, um, and that's only because I'm a single guy and it irritates me to no end to see somebody do that kind of stuff. Mind you, when I'm in a relationship, I'm all about PDAs, which is funny and ironic. I think I think that's the right usage of the word ironic. I'm sure you guys will let me know if I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, the movie is pretty good. I rec- if you haven't seen it, it's going to be on video soon. But if you can see it in theaters, definitely see it in theaters. It's worth it. Um, especially if you've seen Endgame, and I have not, and I need to. Um, I do know a few things about Endgame. I don't know the whole story. I know that Tony is dead. I know that Cap is dead. And then the Black Widow's dead. Um, and beyond that, uh, I don't really know much about the story. So, And those things I know largely because in the beginning of this movie... There's an in memorandum, you know, and it shows, and it's playing this this sad song you would see in like videos people play at funerals, you know. And yeah, it was a, there was a couple sad scenes where it just it, it, the waterworks were just couldn't shut down. I mean, because um, I don't know if any if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you probably have heard me talk about the passing of my mom. She passed, I think, four years before I started doing this podcast. And uh, this year it will be 
Um, it'll be 10 years this December. So, anyways, so the scenes with, you know, them talking about the passing of Tony Stark was kind of sad, and it reminded me of when my mom passed. So, you know, and and all those emotions came flooding out and, you know, and screaming down my cheeks. Emotions, not tears. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, kidding. Actually, no, I was crying like a little baby. Um, I don't have any problems, like, talking about that kind of thing anymore. I, I used to, it used to be a problem for me to even mention my mom without, like, getting all teary and emotional. Now I can talk about her and feel those emotions, but I'm not uncontrollably sobbing, so that's, that's good. It only took me eight years. <laughs> so, um, not saying that it, that was easy or it was hard, it just, it, it is what it is. So, if you, like I said, go see um, Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home, if you haven't already. Alright, and we talked about the live-action Warhammer 40K, so I can close that tab. Going on to the next story, Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith reunite on Twitter. This is what it says here. After the two former friends had a falling out, it seems like the, the wounds finally healed and this Hollywood power couple is back together. Yes, friends, finally. Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith have buried the hatchet, and it seems we might uh, get the former Batman actor and Jane Silent Bob in Jane Silent Bob reboot. That's cool. I want <laughs> As you know, uh, where is it? Where is it? Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. Fictional characters. Am I, am I getting through to you at all? So, that clip is from the original Jane and Bob Strike Back. And it's probably one of my favorite lines in the movie. Because I frequently in the last couple of years have used that line. Because people lose their fucking minds over their fandoms. And, and, and especially in the last few weeks even. Shit. Um, with... With the announcement of of Ariel being played by an being played by a African American actress and people just going nuts over that, <sighs> all I can say was this: um, you guys are being dumb. <laughs> Seriously, they're fictional characters. Um, just because. Disney and other people who've made animated versions of mermaids have frequently made them Caucasian. Doesn't mean they all have to be Caucasian. In fact, I think in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies that shows sirens, as they would be called back in the day, because they were they were creatures that would lure men into the water. <laughs> we're not we're not singing about being on on land. Um, in fact, if nothing else, if you want to watch a good a good thing about mermaids, there's a show on on um, on cable called Sirens, and uh, it's on Freeform. And uh, but yeah, it's in in fact. Um, more than half the the merfolk in that show have dark complexions. So people losing their shit that this this girl is playing Ariel, and when in the original cartoon Ariel is portrayed as this Caucasian 
like Kool-Aid red hair. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I have some friends that are redheads and, and they hate being called gingers. Um, in fact, one time, um, <laughs> they went on a rant about Wendy's. Cause re- <laughs> because Wendy's, um, mascot is a girl with like, like, fire engine red hair, like, unnaturally red hair, and it should be more natural looking and all this other stuff, and it it took me a while to figure out they were fucking with me, (laughs) I thought they were being serious, but um, they have a pretty good sense of humor, they don't really get that bent out of shape over people calling it, well they do, but at the same time they're kind of you know how when you tease your buddies, you're, you you can be kind of a, you know, like, like uh, roasting. You can be kind of a jerk, but at the same time, you're not meaning it to be disrespectful. You're doing it just to kind of poke fun at your friends. But, um, so, you don't see too many, you know, red-headed people getting bent out of shape. The only people that are really getting bent out of shape are those who have issue with people of color, which is stupid if you ask me. Um, I, I'll i say this. I I think I had a, a minor issue of the West family in the Arrowverse being black only because it was different from the original story. It was a change. And, and a lot of times I don't like change. More often than not, I don't have an issue after I've, you know been exposed to it for a while, and I, I get over that. But initially, I don't want things to change. I want them to stay the same. And maybe that's a, a an ADD thing, I don't know. And maybe an OCD thing, for all I know. Um, but that's one of my favorite shows right now, is, is The Flash. And the woman who plays Iris West is fantastic. The, the, the guy who played... Uh, Wally was fantastic, and the guy who plays uh, their dad, again, fantastic crowd, uh, fantastic crew, and cast members, and all that, they're great, and uh, like I said, it, it took me a little getting used to, just because they're different, and it had nothing to do with the fact that they're, it wasn't that they were black, it was just that it wasn't, it wasn't what has been presented before, I I like to think of myself as not a racist person, and and I don't have issue with people because of 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 their skin color. I have issue with people because of of their person of 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 who they are as a person. If they're if they're an asshole, they're an asshole. Um, and I know this 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 sounds like excuses, and and I'm not meaning it to be. I'm just saying this is this is me trying to explain that. I saw that, you know, the difference didn't matter and I got over it. Not everybody's doing that, though, which is really weird to me. And um, people losing their minds over shit. I remember somebody complaining about the West family all being all black and how that is not, not okay. And I'm like, dude, relax. It's going to be good. These people are professional actors. They're going to do a fine job. Don't worry about it. You know? And the more I watched the show, the more I loved the show. The more I liked the characters, the more I felt connected to them as, you know. Because, well, to be honest, I like, is, I think what it is, is the, the character, I like the characters because 
they're flawed in the in the right ways. They have they have issues because they're a family, but they also work things out. And and I liked it because I I wanted I wanted my family to be more like that. I wanted I wanted to be able to work things out with people in my family that I that I have trouble communicating with because of differences or whatever. So watching this show, it's like, you know, I can pretend. I can imagine what it would be like to be a part of that family. And um you know, it's it's I think I I really believe that I'm like the typical 40 something year old that grew up in a dysfunctional family. I really do. I mean, I have one parent who's passed away who's dead, and I have one parent who just uh, they're still here. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad at the same time it, they the other parental unit can be very difficult to 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 deal with at times. Um, doesn't stop me from loving them. I love them unconditionally because they're my parent. But you know, I I, I can't always I can't always um, be okay with the way they act and the way they talk. So um, I don't even know why I went on that rant about the Flash and um, oh right the the whole like yeah. Anyways, back to the story. Meanwhile, all right. Um, I was I was talking about Ben Affleck and Ke- and Kevin Smith. Sorry, I got distracted there, and I kind of went on an ADD rant. Um, let's see here. And da da da. When Smith took to social media to promote the new Jane Silent Bob movie's appearance at San Diego Comic Con, Affleck chimed in with a simple response that riled up fans, including uh, his pal. Take a look. And suddenly, just like that, I'm 25 years old again. For those unaware, Smith and Affleck had a major falling out years ago, though neither have gone on the record to explain why. Smith himself offered some details last year during an interview with the Daily Beast when asked about not uh, so great... uh, When asked about being on not-so-great terms with Affleck. I would, in quotes, he says, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it not-so-great terms, but he hasn't spoken to me in years. No, I didn't hear from him after the heart attack. Uh, of the Chasing Amy kids, I heard from Jason Lee, but I didn't hear from Ben, which was fine. Maybe he didn't even hear about it. I think he probably plays more a, a more prominent role in my mythology than I, than I play in, in his mythology anymore, Smith added. Uh, he he was in some ways my biggest in he was in some of my biggest movies, so in my world he's still a figure. In his world I haven't uh factored in a in God knows how fucking long. Um, and he's gone on to do tremendous big fucking things. I'm actually filling in the blanks on the effing 
they blank out those words. <laughs> F dash dash king. Um, let's see here. He's become a massive movie star and a director in his own right, so I don't think I pop up on his radar nearly as, as much as he pops up on my radar. Uh, Smith was a bit more vitriolic about the distance, the distant five years ago, sending shots across the bow of his former friend. But in recent years, he seems sympathetic and admitted that his conduct and comments could have made Affleck's life harder. Well, that sucks. Well, I'm glad that at least they're they're. Um, Looks like they they're at least in communication, and maybe we'll see Ben Affleck in 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 um, Jane and Silent Bob reboot. That'd be cool as fuck, wouldn't it? Well, like I said earlier in the podcast, if you've been listening this far into it, I th- talked about how um, Kevin Smith's podcast, um, uh, Hollywood Babylon, has a segment about um, Lee Neeson's cock, is because there's rumors that he has a massive dick. So they do all these jokes at the end of the episode. Well, I recorded a video using Snapchat with a filter that makes my face into a talking hot dog and uh, inside of a bun. And uh, so I did I did a, a Liam Neeson joke that basically was, Liam Neeson's cock is so big, how big is it? It's so big it's on Snapchat. So, so I'm going to play that for you right now. You guys are kind enough to send us facts about Liam Neeson's cock each and every week. And damn it, we're still going to talk about it. Why not? Uh, This came from Todd Sellers, by the way. I thought he put a lot of work into this. So usually I don't say the names, but I appreciate the effort. (laughs) Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It's on Snapchat. Here we go. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? How big is it? It's so big that it's on Snapchat. <laughs> it was a wiener. It was a talking wiener. <laughs> the guy got that part. Oh, right. Although I don't think Kevin thought it nearly as funny as, as Ralph did. But I appreciate the fact that they read uh, and played <laughs> my uh, my uh, Neeson cop joke on the podcast. Now if I could only get them to mention my podcast on their podcast, that'd be so awesome. Um, also, speaking of that, I, I have, over the last six years, on and off, have emailed, um, the Nerdist podcast, or as it's known now as the ID10T podcast with Chris Hardwick. Um, I've been emailing them on and off for the past six years about whenever I have a big episode coming up, or I just did a big episode kind of thing, and I would email them, telling them about my show, and... Every week that I listen to a new episode, they do their corkboard, and every week I've not heard him read my email. So, what I'm asking you guys to do, if you guys would be, you know, awesome, is to send send uh, an email to the ID10T podcast. Excuse me. Um, let's see here if I can find that. All right. And find out. This is this is what I wrote the last time around. I wrote 
Uh, 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 uh. Did I actually write it down? Okay. Well, the email, if you want to send them an email and tell them about my podcast, The 206 Geek, tell them about what it is I talk about and what you like about the show, how long you've been listening, that kind of thing. You send an email to events at id10t.com and uh, tell them about the show. Tell them where you, where you listen to. I usually tell people you can find the podcast on 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 Apple Podcast as well as Spotify. And if uh, your app that you use to listen to podcasts, um, you can always go to the to geekcom and listen there. Um, but this is what I wrote last time. Um, let's see here. I think I wrote down what I wrote them. Maybe I didn't. Actually, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me open up my inbox. I can check. In my sent folder, I should have the email, the last one I sent. Hold on. Let me pull that up real quick. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 Todd's reading his emails, reading his emails. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. See, the problem with living out in the middle of nowhere is a lot of times you, and it doesn't really work the way it's supposed to. All right, so this is what I sent. Said, hey Chris, I'm hoping to get you to read my email about my podcast so that the the podcast that I do every week where I talk about geeky stuff. Everything from TV shows and movies to other people's podcasts, video games, and comic books. The last episode was about Ace Comic Con Seattle, where I got my my first media pass to a large convention. Uh, it was an exciting. It was ex- it was exciting to go to a convention where I was, that was there as a podcaster. My podcast is called the Two O Six Geek. Your listeners can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever, you, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you have trouble finding it, you can just go to two o six geek dot com. Uh, my next convention is probably going to be Renton City Comic Con or RenCon. This cool little convention just south of Seattle. Loads of cosplayers, artists, and writers. Even had some great guests in, in previous years. Anywho, thank you for thank you in advance for your time and reading this email on your uh, amazing podcast, Todd Sellers, Seattle, Washington. That's what I wrote last time. Hopefully, crossing my fingers on this next episode of the ID10T podcast, he will read that email. But if he does not, I would love it for any one of you or all of you to send an email to events at id10t.com tell them about the 206 Geek and where they can listen and what you think of the show and why you think their listeners should listen to my show um, and I, I've, been wanting, I've been wanting this because uh, I want I want I want to reach a broader audience and I think if if his podcast was to talk about my podcast, I would get more listeners. And the more listeners I get, um, I think the better, I honestly think the better my show will be. And uh, I, 
I want to entertain people, and and even if it means um, putting myself out there where I wouldn't normally do. Um, like I don't normally talk about my personal stuff on here, but sometimes I do. Very rare, but eh, sometimes I do. I talk about you know anxieties and depression and growing up in a dysfunctional family. You know, I, I, you know, it happens, but you know, um, I, I I want my podcast to 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 uh, I want it to entertain, but I also want people to know that um, anybody can do a podcast is all it takes is the desire to record about whatever it is you want to talk about you know i i i record on on a ipad you can record on your cell phone you can record on your computer you know you don't have to have you know a lot of money put into your podcast you can put as little into it as you want or as much as much as you want Keep in mind that the the more money you throw at it, the better it will sound. Um, but you know, and I have put some money into this. Um, but you know, I do this because it's something I enjoy. Um, I really enjoy doing the podcast with other people because um, then I can riff a little bit, you know, kind of and have an interaction with people. I would, I really like hearing from people, um, you know, so if you guys would do me a solid, email them, events at id10t.com, tell them about my show, tell them why you listen, why they should listen, and where they can find it, um, alright, that's enough self-promotion from me, uh, the next thing I was going to talk about, let me close these, actually I won't close those tabs just yet, I have to share them later, and then I was going to talk about Lil Nas X. I don't know who this guy is, but apparently he's offering to perform at the uh, Air 51 rave. Um, I'm going to be recording uh, tomorrow on the Derp is Out There podcast with Shannon. And we're going to be talking about this Air 51 raid. And, and just... We're going to talk about uh, all the memes, all the amazingly funny, funny memes that have been out there. Um, what we think is going to, I want to talk about what, what's going to happen at when, when this happens, if this happens. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, people are under the delusion that the U S government will not fire upon its own people. I think it's a mistake considering that is a top secret facility and then trespassing used to be, I don't know if it's, it's it still might be, I they used to have signs that said deadly force is deadly force is authorized which means if you trespass they will shoot and kill you and because it's the Nevada desert your body will probably just disappear <laughs> you know they'll drag you out in the middle of the desert and leave you there for the buzzards to pick apart um not saying that the government will do this it's like it'll probably happen though um, I, cause I, I would never, I wouldn't, I want to go out to Nevada. I want to see the mailbox. I want to, I want to see it from a safe distance. I don't want to get close enough to be in trouble. I, I, I definitely believe in UFOs. I believe in aliens. I don't necessarily believe that Area 51 is a place for those things. 
Um, unless you believe everything Bob Lazar says in that documentary on 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 Netflix, which I think is, which I think is somebody told me, and it might have been Shannon. Uh, that's what inspired this whole raiding um, Area Fifty One, and, and it's a great it's a great uh, uh, documentary on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, just go on to Netflix and search for Bob Lazar L A Z A R, and uh, it's interesting. And I remember seeing interviews with this guy back in the late eighties, early nineties, him him talking. They show clips from those interviews. I saw those on TV back in the day. Thinking, wow, and that's when I first heard about Area Fifty One, was his interview, and uh, yeah, I, I I just I think the whole thing is silly. I think anyone who thinks they can do this without getting into any trouble, or any trouble, whether it be jail time or death, to me, it's not worth it. I don't care that much to know what's happening there that I would go to jail or or get killed over. No, I'm not doing that. You know, and it's it is government property. They have every right to protect it. And let's be honest here. Um we know that they did the skunk works there. That is a fact. We know that to be the thing. Whether or not they have aliens and UFOs there Nobody really knows for sure because no one says anything. No one, and the people that do, they have no proof. They have nothing to show that says this is factual. What I'm telling, yeah. So, I don't know. I think um, the likelihood of there being extraterrestrial vehicles and bodies are pretty, uh, at this point, not really a thing. Because if if they did have them there, they're no longer there. Um uh, you know, and if you read all the stories that are online about Area 51 and, and uh, was it Site 2 or whatever, Site 4, I think is what it's called, a second location, basically. They've all they've moved all those types of things over to this other location that no one knows where it is. Um, and uh, even me talking about it on the podcast, I think I might get myself on the FBI's radar, and I have no desire whatsoever to 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 invade the 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 government's private property that's not what i want i would love to find out if aliens are real and if we have been visited i don't i personally would not be freaked out by it i think it would be fucking cool to to know that these things are real and you know these things have happened i know people are worried that it would be like the war of the worlds all over again where people were freaking out because they heard this thing on the radio back in the 30s or wherever it was and that, you know, they didn't have a sufficient amount of, this is a radio broadcast of a fictional story. Um, <laughs> so people would hear part of it and, and, and hear the urgency in the story and think it was a real news broadcast. That's why they don't want to admit to UFOs and and aliens and it's a, there's also the whole thing of of uh, national security. You know, may, maybe we are learning from from ETs. Maybe we're not. Who knows? We may never know. 
at least not for another 50 years, you know, and well after everybody who's involved is dead, we'll probably hear about it. It, it took, what, 60, 70 years before they even acknowledged fucking um, Roswell, and then they said that the uh, the bodies that were seen were test crash dummies. Whether you believe that or not is totally up to you. Personally, I don't believe they were test crash dummies, but that's just my belief. I I think it's the likelihood of that is I, I don't know. I I've I've read a lot of, about that, and I thought it was kind of silly. I thought it was just it took them fifty years to come up with that story. They could have told us that decades before, and they didn't. And I think maybe that was also, you know, top secret and whatever else. Who knows? But, um, yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be hilarious if uh, if this this raiding Air 51 turns into, like, a music festival. Dave Matthews and, and Fish and, you know, the Burning the burning Man crowd show up in, in the, the Nevada desert, you know. <laughs> That's that's kind of how I figure that Air, this Air 51 raid is going to turn into. It's going to turn into a second Burning Man festival, or, or or if not Burning Man, it will be the the gathering of the Juggalos Air 51 edition. Whoop whoop! <laughs> oh man, I'm not a Juggalo. I just know some. Um, shout out to Joe. Anyways, um, not. That Joe, my little brother Joe, he's a juggalo, or was a juggalo. Either way, he, he liked their music a lot. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, yes, and and also talking about Area 51. See, when this story first became a thing, it was it was about 200,000 people said they were going to do this. And the story keeps growing. Uh, now, according to comicbook.com, Area 51 raid is now grown to over 1.5 million participants. It's 1.5 million people that are going to jail <laughs> or shot and killed. They're going to do a carpet bomb of that section of the desert and just kill everybody there. And then <laughs> there's a meme that I saw that was absolutely hilarious. It was Eric Andre. And it shows it shows him shooting someone. And it's and it the person he shoots in this picture it says people trying to raid Area 51 and Eric Andres has the word government on it or you you know U.S. government and then in the on the photo underneath it says aliens killed them. <laughs> um, it's really funny. <coughs> it says here. What started as a gag is now snowballed into a bona fide movement. The Storm Air 51 raid event that has launched on Facebook has now shopped to 1.5 million attendees and an increase of over half a million users since we reported just two days ago the Air 51 raid had reached 1 million people. Wow. You can check out the the, uh, the the full event and its details at Storm Air 51 Facebook page. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe I won't like the page. Um, <laughs> I'm not going, I swear to God. They're, oh, and they're doing this the day before my birthday. Oh, I have two friends that are interested. Oh my God, please tell me you guys aren't going. 
Oh no, they said they're going. I had I I doubt they're actually going. I'll I'll click interested, but I ain't going. You know, just in case you know people are listening right now. I I'm not going. <laughs> oh dude, it's it says 1.6 million people are going and 1.2 million people are interested. This is awesome. I'm gonna go ahead and share this 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 um this this Facebook event. <laughs> Oh wow! I'm gonna go ahead and share this on uh, on my uh, my other podcast page. The derp is out there. Um, <laughs> wow, that is incredible. One point six million people. One point six million are going. are interested. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) So funny. Oh my god, that's funny. Oh man, so yes. Um... (laughs) My other podcast is called The Derp Is Out There. And this is the kind of thing I talk about on that podcast. I, this is, uh, we, me and my friend Shannon, we, we talk about conspiracy theories and the absurdity of it and which ones we think are there's some validity to and which ones are complete, like, an utter fiction. And, yeah. And don't get me wrong, we think like 90% of them are fiction, but there's a few that we think that there's probably some 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 weight to the story. So, uh, that's too funny. I can't believe there's actually that many people have checked in. Chances are, folks, that the people that are checking in, and people that say they're going to do this, are doing it as a joke, and that they're actually not going to sh- show up out there in Nevada. Um... I like I say is don't do it. It's not worth going to jail for or or potentially getting yourself killed. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you stupid bastards. Um all right, the next story that I wanted to talk about was the um let's see. Geek Girl Authority has posted this story. Arrowverse update and photo releases ahead of San Diego Comic-Con. They have photos of everyone's new costumes. And uh it looks like it looks like um the Green Arrow his costume is gone a little bit retro. It's looking more like his early day the hood. Uh he's yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. I actually like that jacket. Um and then we have Barry Allen's costume, which is looking more and more like the uh, the comic book and the cartoon version of the of the costume. I would imagine that Grant is probably not too keen on the. I don't know, this is probably not spandex, but it looks like it might be lycra of some sort. But who knows? Um, let's see here. Ooh, Supergirl! She has a new hairdo. For those people who care. I don't know. It's still the same actress. That's all I care about. They don't change it up. 
Looks like a... Wait, huh? Oh. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, John John Jones, um, he, his brother is going to make an appearance in this next season, and he'll be voiced by uh, Phil Lamar, who is the voice of Green uh, Green Lantern in the Justice League cartoon. Uh, John Stewart, and okay, photos of you know I'm gonna go ahead and just share this. I'm not gonna read this story. There's just lots of pictures of people's costumes and stuff. It's really cool. Um, we see um, 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 shit. I can't remember her name right now. My brain is just <laughs> all right. Um. Uh, 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 uh. Katie Lands as Sarah. Excuse me, Katie Lots as Sarah Lance, the White Canary. She's got a new uh, new new costume, which is cool. And we got a photo of Batwoman in her civilian gear. It looks like. Um. Uh, uh, uh. This is the. I'll I'll read this much. This is the first season of Batwoman on the Arrowverse. She, she first appeared in Elseworlds crossover last year, assisting the Flash, Green Arrow, and Supergirl during their stay in Gotham. Supergirl and Batwoman became fast friends in one, in one, uh, in that one episode. Unlike their famous cousins. By the end of the crossover, Batwoman already had a problem that she turned to Oliver Queen for advice. Uh, by the looks of the pilot episode, the series will rewind a bit, setting up a love interest for Kate, as well as an establishing a relationship with her father. We'll know more about the special premiere at San Diego Comic-Con. Batwoman will be a part of the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover Batwoman premieres on the CW Sunday October 6th 2019 I can't wait I am excited I am excited Uh, as much as I like the Green Arrow I like Batman more Um, and and you know what the the Arrowverse Green Arrow is basically Batman in green Uh, that's part of the reason why I like the show I think um the fact that it's Batwoman doesn't make any difference to me. I think she, her character will be just as cool as Batman. Um, it'll be it'll be neat to uh, learn about her story because I don't know much about it other than what I've seen in some of the animated DC movies. Um, uh, the first time I was introduced to her character was the animated. Uh, movie Batman Bad Blood, which I believe you can find on DC Universe, iTunes, and Google Play, and probably on Amazon Prime. Not Prime, but on Amazon Video, rather. You can rent it or buy it, I think. So, um, see here. I don't know, I'm I'm really looking forward to this, the, the, the continuation of other shows, and I'm looking forward to the the start of Batwoman. Uh, Ruby Rose, 
I actually really enjoyed her on uh, Orange is the New Black. Um, let's see. That's so cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna be posting. If anything, I will be posting all of these links to these stories to the Facebook page, and you'll be able to find them at uh, facebook.com/206geek, or you can go to 206geek.com. You can also find it on twitter.com/206geek. Um, the next story on the list here of things to talk about is. Keegan-Michael Key is ready for a Key and Peele movie. Uh, would star in Jordan's... Uh, what? Would star in a, in Jordan's films. I don't understand why there's... Keegan-Michael Key is ready for a... For a Keegan-Michael Key movie. Uh, Key... Ah, damn it. My brain and my mouth are not synchronizing here. Key-Michael Key... Keegan-Michael Key is ready for Key and Peele movie would star in Jordan's film. Okay. Films. I'm reading that and it's not making sense to me. You probably are going, Durr! Um, anyways. Sounds like he wants to work with um, Jordan Peele again. And they want to do a Key he wants to do a Key and Peel movie. Now, if you haven't seen Toy Story 4, those two are in it. And um really funny characters too, by the way. Um This is what it says here. Hopefully the rest of this doesn't trip me up like that opening title tripped me up. Um Keegan Michael Key is one of of the many celebrities lending their voices to the upcoming live action remake of The Lion King. Um, playing Kamari recently, um, comicbook.com's Brandon Davis had the opportunity to speak with Key and ask him about his longtime partnership with Jordan Peele. Before Peele was, uh, was, mm, was knowing for revamping the horror genre with Get Out and Us, he was teaming up with Key for various comedy projects, including their Comedy Central sketch series, Key and Peele. The duo also recently reunited to voice Ducky and Bunny in Toy Story 4. I And I think what happened here, folks, and I, I read it as it was written, I think when they, when they before they post these stories, they're, they're using... They're probably using either word or... Probably not Word, because Word would probably would catch the uh, the uh, the incorrect word placement. I think it would be the right word. Uh, was knowing for, I think, was known for, would have been the right words to use. Not knowing for. Um, I think whatever they're using for for uh, checking on. Grammar and spelling is not giving them the grammar that they need. It's fixing the spelling, but not giving them the proper words. <laughs> it's giving them a real word. It's just not the proper word. <sighs> I will. I will share this story on, so you guys can read the rest yourself, and hopefully you can read it without any issue. I think part of my problem is, um, is it's 
my reading ability as well as their ability to to spell and use grammar properly the the, the two of them are making it much worse than it really should be um <laughs> i know right um i should use those buttons more and i don't why is okay there we go here um and the next story young justice outsiders has been hiding a secret message in its episode titles uh, first letter of each episode all right this is what it says here with the return of young justice on the dc universe streaming service the fan favorite series has has hit the ground running by putting together the Justice League, the team, and a new group of heroes taking on the combined forces of the Light and Apocalypse. Uh, and with the evil new gods waiting in the wings comes the inevitable appearance of Darkseid. Darkseid! Um, that's how I remember his voice sounding in in the Super Friends. <laughs> voiced by Frank Welker himself. Um, yeah, let's see here. Dark side. <laughs> Can't do that too often. I don't know how Frank does that. He must have some, some tricks he uses to not completely trash his voice doing that. Because um, I can feel a bit of a tinge in my throat after just doing it a couple times. Um... So, it says here, it turns out that every episode of, every, every episode title of Young Justice Outsiders has been hiding a secret message, one that could, could spell doom for the group of heroes as they attempt to stop metahuman trafficking ring. Take a look below at, at the discovery made by journalist Justin Carter. Let's take a peek. Let me. I'm opening the image from the tweet. See what it says. Dark side. No, I'm kidding. Um, it'd be funny if it was though. Um, some images here. Click. P R E P A R E. Prepare. A N T I. Wow! I how did they figure that out? I don't see. Prepare the. I'm gonna have to kind of cheat here. Prepare the. Come on, keep loading. You can do it. Uh, see. The A N T I.
A-N-T-L-I-F-E. The anti-life. Prepare the anti-life. Wow, okay. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, okay. For those who are well-versed in the DC Comics lore, prepare the anti-life is a haunting phrase that has that has big implications as the anti-life equation is basically the one thing that separates Darkseid from the conquering of the entire universe. Many storylines have chronicled his pursuit of the anti-life equation, and he does gain control of it. Uh, and when he when he does gain control of it, subsequently enslaves the entire civilization. Ooh, dark side. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, come on, it's funny. Sorry, I don't mean to yell. But um, wow, man, I I I, I don't know. I I'm I've been really enjoying this this uh the that this season of. Of Young Justice, I've been watching every episode that they come out. Then the last few weeks has has had. Um, I think this is the third week of the the continuation of season three. It's been awesome. Um, if you don't watch Young Justice, I recommend getting DC Universe and checking it out. You can go back and watch seasons one and two. And then watch season three, which came out in February of this year. And they had, I think, ten episodes. And then they've, they're up to, uh, episode 18 came out this morning. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great series. I'm digging it. I like the new characters. I like the new heroes. Um, there hasn't been any, well... There has been new bad guys for this show, but I've seen those characters in other shows. So, um, I guess they are new. They are definitely new. I just, I, I, I sometimes think, I forget that all these shows are not necessarily connected, even though they're made by the same production company. They're not the same, they're not technically the same universe. So the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited is different than Young Justice, as far as I can tell. Um, cause, well, maybe not, cause I think it's the same actors that play, like, all the key characters, like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, um, Green Arrow, and Aquaman. Although, in season three of Young Justice, Calderon becomes Aquaman, um, Arthur Curry, I guess, it has, I think he, I think he's, I think he's died in this I don't remember. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe Calderon just, um, because Arthur Curry's busy being king of Atlantis, I think that's probably why Calder has become Aquaman. He's, he's also now a member of the Justice League and not, um, one of the, uh, one of the Titans any longer. So, um, let's see here. That's all the stories, man. I even talked about a few things that weren't on my list of things to talk about. Um, and, you know, I 
I know I haven't um, recorded anything in, in a while, but that's because there wasn't a lot to talk about, and there was a few things I was waiting to talk about because, well, I just, I, I don't know, I just, I just, you ever, like, do something and, and you, you want it to be, you, you want it to, it to sound right, you don't want to, like, and I probably do anyway, I come off kind of, you know, scatterbrained and stuff, because I can be. Um, I, I still try to be entertaining and I want, I want you guys to, I want, I want you guys to share my podcast with everybody. I want you to, dude, you should check out this guy's podcast. He's so funny. I like what he does on the show. Um, you don't have to think I'm funny. I, 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 I like to think that that's the appeal of my podcast is, is my sense of humor and the stuff that I'm sharing. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, if, and again, if you guys would do me a solid, please email events at id10t.com. Tell them about my podcast. Tell them why they should listen. Tell them where they can find the podcast. They can find it on Apple Podcast. They can find it on Spotify. You can go to com and listen right there. Um, and um, the website actually has links to so if no matter what you... what podcasting app you use you can get the uh the feed url off the website and put it into your program and get everything so again thank you for listening and i will talk to you guys next time and um have a good night